When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Throw down $5 on an NFL game, and if you win, you get $200 in free plays. Now, joined by very special guest, Mr. Dalen Terry, Phoenix finest, uh, the longest in a long line of uh, great Arizona Wildcats from in-state. Dalen, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Um, wanted to talk to you a little bit about this team and then kind of growing up your journey from Del Sol to Hillcrest and kind of how you got here. But uh, first and foremost, a lot of people are asking, you know, how's the adaptation been to the Tommy Lloyd system? You know, new new era, new coach. How's it been? Well, it's been great. Uh, Tommy, Tommy, he's a great guy. He's a great coach. Um, I got all respect for him. Uh, he's He's doing some real good things with us. And I'm happy to. I'm glad to see like how everything is going and how everybody's loving him in Tucson because we all love him as as a team. When he took over and he talked with you, what did he kind of say about how he saw your skills fitting in? Well, how did he see you being able to excel here at the U of A? Uh, he he had, he said he had seen me before. Uh, he said I was real versatile, just a player like his type of player, player like he could see all across the all across the stat sheet, across the floor. The floor. And he said, if I worked, um, he'll give me opportunities. So that's all he did. So so I first saw you when you were a freshman at Del Sol. And um, it was interesting because you were a really long kid. You know, you could handle the ball really well. You could see the court well. I think the question people just had, and you see this all the time, is how would he progress? And obviously, you progressed the entire time. You went from being, you know, a freshman. You obviously go off to prep school later on. But was there a point when you really kind of took off in your development where you went from being kind of this guy who just had a lot of talent to, man, I can really do something with this? Um, yeah, I think that my sophomore year, that summer, when I decided I was going to transfer um, to, to Hillcrest Prep and I, met, I moved club teams, so I feel like that year, um, I I see I was playing against a lot of better talent that whole summer, 
and just working out to prep guys every day during the summer just it made me like have a different age and I realized that I realized I wasn't as good as I thought I was at the time so then it made me work harder and I just ended up eventually caught up and now I'm here. What did what did you realize that there were what areas of your game did you realize that you needed to really kind of get better at? Um, I realized I was real tall, but I always was standing straight up. I never got low. I wasn't I wasn't as strong as a lot of guys. I and I realized since I was taller than a lot of guys, I could play defense isn't really like a skill, or I don't think I feel like it's just something that you just have. Like you got to be angry to play defense. You got to like have emotional edge to it. So once I went. Once I went to that, went to Hillcrest, I realized that that's what you had to do. And that got me noticed. And then obviously now I'm here doing was that. There a, now watching you over the years, because like I said, you can do kind of a little bit of everything. You're kind of a jack of all trades. Was there a position that you always wanted to play? Was there, I mean, what what do you, what does Dalen Terry view himself as as a basketball player? Um, Honestly, like all my, all high school, I played point guard. So mm-hmm. So I, I haven't really played off the ball since I was like a freshman in high school because I was playing with Alex, Marcelo, and Tim. And right. So sophomore year, I was point guard, junior year, I was point guard, senior year, I was point guard. So when I came here last year and I, I necessarily didn't have the ball in my hand as much, it was tough for me, but it, it was good for me. I needed that. I needed to be able to play on and off the ball, and now I feel like it expanded my game. Now I'm, I can do everything, you feel Right. So now you look at it right and you can kind of I mean, people ask me all the time. They say, what position is Dale and Terry? And just from an outsider perspective, I say, you know, depending, he can play a little bit of one. He can play a little bit of two. We can play a little bit of three. And the thing that it's really fascinating that I found about your game, Dalen, is that you are so how tall are you legitimately right now? By the way, real quick, really six eight. I'm six eight. <laughs> right, for sure. So it, it's funny. So so some people they say, well, Dalen, you know, he's only six five or six six, and I'm like, if you're standing um, next to a man, he ain't. This ain't that. I haven't been six five since I was a sophomore in high school, and it's crazy when I be seeing people put like my weight and height, and I'm like, that's crazy because I, I I know myself, and I was I came here, I was six seven, and they had me six six last year. And I know I'm 16 now, so it's like. And normally it's the opposite. Normally it's the dude who's 5'11 that they're trying to put 6'2 or something. So, yeah. yeah so, Dale and Terry uh, clearing out everything. Six foot eight for everybody out there that uh, yeah. that, that wants to know. Okay. So, you then you, the recruiting process starts taking off then. You're, uh, you, you transfer, obviously, over to Hillcrest. Was this a situation where you always wanted to be a wildcat did you were you looking around and you thought Arizona was the best spot? What was kind of the process for you involved here? Um, obviously, like being an Arizona kid, um, Arizona was like Arizona is still is like one of the best schools in the West Coast. So it's like to me, like as a kid, Arizona was like the Duke of the West Coast. So it's like why not, you know? But right. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say like I always want to be a Wildcat. Like yeah, I got like merch from when I was little, like Arizona Wildcats shirts, but I also got ASU stuff. I also got GCU stuff, UCLA. Like, I got stuff like that all over my house when I was little. Right. Obviously, now it's all Wildcat stuff, but um, I didn't get recruited here until, like, late. So it was like, once I got to, like, my senior year or my junior year, the whole staff came on me real hard. And it was like, it was a no-brainer once they showed how much they loved me because it right. wasn't, really hard obviously I was looking at other schools but 
it wasn't, I'm going to just say, it wasn't really hard for them to give me, you know? <laughs> right. It was, uh, I remember a quote from Richard Jefferson when he was being recruited and he said, I'll be honest with you. He said, a lot of Phoenix kids don't dream of going to Tucson, but the closer you get, if they show you love and you look at the basketball program, then it kind of becomes a no brainer. So that was kind of, was that kind of the way it was for you? Exactly. Right. Okay. So then you, you get to, you get to college last year. What was the biggest, uh, uh, transition for you from, uh, you know, was it, was it the physicality? Was it just the speed of the game? What, what was, what was the difference for you? I think it was the physicality and I think it was the mental part too. I feel like in college, like you got to take what the defense gives you. You got to, you got to take advantage of every opportunity you get because you might not get that same exact opportunity ever again. I know in high school, like if I haven't scored in five minutes, I could just bulldoze my way to the basket and score real quick. Right. And college is not like that because the help defense is so good. They know your plays. The scout's great. They have a player that's just like that just focused on you for a whole week. So like they know your game. So I realized in college you got to take what the defense gives you and take every opportunity that comes to you. And I feel like this year I've like even just we only had one game, but I've noticed it already. Now, is there anybody you pattern your game after growing up or now? Um. I mean, I've always been a Kobe Bryant fan, but I don't think I've had my game after him. Um, lately, I've been watching a lot of, like, um, I used to watch Sean Livingston and Penny Hardaway because those were big guards. Right. And I played point guard mm -hmm. in high school. And then now I'm watching, like, just younger, like, crafty guards, like uh, Nashawn Highland, Davion Mitchell. I watch Kevin Durant, too. Um, right. I watch a lot of guys. Like, I just take a lot of things from a lot of people, but. I feel like I'm just myself. <laughs> okay. So, right. Fantastic. All right. So this year's coming and Tommy Lloyd's talking about how he wants to play. You, he wants you guys to get out and run. He likes a lot of positionless basketball. What was kind of the, uh, you know, going into practice and everything, what was just kind of his pitch to the team and about how he wants you guys to be able to play? Just how you say it, play fast. And he want everybody to be like, if you, I see like when you guys watch this, like it's not really like, yeah, Kerr, Justin brings the ball up, but I'm coming off a ball screen. Ben's coming off a ball screen. Whoever's coming off a ball screen. So it's like you don't even know who's going to get the ball when. It's just how the offense flows. It's just all so fast. And when the other team scores on us, we just get the ball out and we already know what to do because I feel like we practice like that for so for so long that we just it's like accustomed to us now. One of the first times I saw you, you were you're built a lot, kind of like Rondé Hollis Jefferson was when he was at the U of A, and he kind of turned into that defensive stopper. Has Coach talked to you about being that kind of guy that can, with your size, as we've talked about, you're six eight, not six six, that you know yeah. you can you can guard a big, you can guard a wing, you can kind of be that guy that guards a lot of different spots. Yeah, this year, this year I already embraced it myself. Like I, I know, like that's the role that I want to be in. Um, Last year, the staff compared me to him, like, at the end of the year, like, that's the type of player you can be. And I honestly, like, at first, I like, I didn't like it. But then now, like, once I, like, I really, like, realized who Rondé was and players like that in that type of area, I'm like, you know what? That is somebody that I can really, like, be like and just right. in my own way. So then now I, I like the challenge of the best player, whoever whoever's getting off, I want to guard, so. Right. It, it's one of those things, Dalen. It's always a good thing when somebody's comparing you to an NBA player in kind of any way, shape, or form. So take that as a compliment, I would at least. Yeah. 
day. All right, uh, real quick, because I was going to ask, um, uh, I, I used to work with uh, their father. What's it like living with Luke Rosenblatt? Uh, <laughs> how about that for some inside talk right there? Yeah, how did you know that? Um, it's it's interesting. Uh, Luke uh, Luke is all over the place. Sometimes he don't even be at the house, but then he'll come out of nowhere and just right. come back at the house and – we could, he always, he always is working out. Like if there's ever like a manager that works out with me the most, it's always Luke. That's, That's one of the reasons why, like I wanted to live with him because I know I work out a lot and I know he likes to work out. Like he embraces stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. The family, uh, the family has a lot of really good things to say. Oh shoot. Hold on. Uh, the heck? Um, sorry about that. Yeah. The family has a lot of really good things to say about you. My bad on that. Um, yeah. All right. Before we let you go, a couple questions here. So Pac-12, Pac-12, uh, once it gets started, you got a couple teams right here. UCLA's preseason number two in the country. Oregon's in the top 15. You know, is there ASU, obviously your hometown kid? Are there any teams that you kind of schedule on the calendar to either test yourself, you know, see how you are? Uh, how does that work? I mean, obviously, you know, me being from Phoenix, ASU is always a big circle. And and it's a rival game, and but honestly, all those all them big games, like we all we love all of them. But we treat them all the same, you know. Like I'm not about to look at UCLA and Oregon State different because of the history of both schools, you know, or vice versa, you know. I right. just I'm gonna approach all the games the same way, and I'm gonna measure myself through all the games. Right now, do you have any team goals, individual goals this season? You do. I know you. You got to. Yeah, I got team goals. Obviously, I just want to win, man. We haven't obviously with the postseason uh, ban last year, we didn't get to go to the Pac-12 tournament, and it was just like, dang, seeing a team like Oregon State that we beat last year get like win was like, dang, like we could have been in there. So I'm just excited to get it to the Pac-12 tournament and actually playing the postseason. So I just want to win, like literally. Okay, what about individually? Man, I just want to, I just want to play better than I, I ever played before. I play be, best basketball I ever have before. I don't really got no like things I really want, but I'm gonna just let all of it come to me. You know. Great, Dalen. We can't thank you enough for your time, and uh, I know you got some stuff to do now, but we really appreciate you hopping on the podcast, my man. Yep. Thank you. Okay, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks again. Good, best of luck this season. And. That's the cool thing about having a guy like Dalen Terry on here is that you get to kind of see a behind the scenes aspect of to what Dalen, what he brings, because this is a kid that is, has a little bit of a different uh, background. And we'll get to that here in just a second. Always want to remind you about DraftKings. Best thing about DraftKings though, is that you put down five bucks, you get a $200 free play if you win your NFL bet. And so I did it. I've made a little bit of money. A lot of people out there have made some money. Don't be late. Hop on there. Do it. And you know what? The great thing about it, too, is that you got all kinds of different deals. You can do live in-game parlays. You can do all kinds of different things. If you do have an issue, you can call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. All right. So I alluded to this a little bit when I, uh, uh, when we had just had Dalen on and with, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of a story. So 
this is Dalen's freshman year, and he's at Corona del Sol. And this is a school that at the time had, or excuse me, just previously had Marvin Bagley. Alex Barcelo was there. So essentially, you were bringing in a lot of great players. And I got a I got a kind of a tip that there was this kid named Dalen Terry, who was a freshman who was kind of all arms and legs, but he had some potential. And so I go and I watch the game and I believe they were playing Marcos Deniza. Don't quote me on that. And the thing that immediately stuck out to me was that this was a player that you could just tell he had God get God given gifts that a lot of kids didn't. And again, he was six, four at the time, but you could tell he was going to be a great defensive player. He was a little bit raw offensively. And so that was my question because you see a lot of players at that stage that are very good defensively or they have that ability, but you also wonder, are they going to be able to progress offensively? And with Dalen, that was, that was the question. And so I don't watch him his sophomore year. I see him his junior year. And you could tell that this was somebody that was going to be able to make some money playing basketball, whether that's in the NBA or overseas, because not after seeing him, his handle was much tighter, his passing, his everything about his offensive game just shouted out top 50 national player. And if you're a top 50 national player, then you're probably going to have a real shot at making some money out there. So and then I see him his senior year. He same thing. He looks just like a different player all in all. And fast forward here to the U of A. And I think that's what's exciting for a lot of fans is that he has developed and he's developed before our eyes. And I think he's going to fit in perfectly with this team. Anybody that watched the exhibition against uh, Eastern New Mexico knows that he's going to be able to guard a multitude of positions. The shot isn't great. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that he's a perfect player. The shot isn't great. They've worked on the shot, though, and I think that's something that he's going to be able to continue to improve upon, but he's just got a lot of God-given gifts, and he talked a little bit about how you know he didn't love comparisons, and when the coaching staff threw out Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, he didn't like it at first, but I think that's a template. I think that's a guy that he could really pattern his game after because Rondé was built a lot like him. Rondé, not a great shooter, but had a head for the game, great passer, cerebral with the ball. And that's what I think is a little bit different about Daylin than almost anybody else on the team. And we're going to talk about the rest of the guys on that team and about how Daylin Terry fits in in just a second. But the great thing here at the AZ Wildcats podcast is that we're going to, we get great guests. You got Daylin Terry. We've got Benedict Matherin in the past. We've got Stan Barry Hill. Jay Dobbins came on American hero. Basically, you know, we get a lot of really cool dudes on here and Dalen is obviously one of those guys. So make sure subscribe to the channel, AZ Wildcats podcast and check out go PHNX. They're doing great stuff over there with the Phoenix suns, the Arizona Cardinals, everything, the ASU sun devils you should be checking out right now, especially with everything going on with the suns. You should be checking out, uh, excuse me, um, uh, go PHNX because of everything that they've got going on. Now, before we let you go, and again, this is going to be a fun week because we got basketball. We got basketball coming up here, and what's going to be fun is that we got a football game Saturday. Then we got basketball Tuesday, and a bunch of stuff that's uh, going to be a lot very enjoyable. But 
let's just talk about this team a little bit before we sign off. And I think Dalen Terry encapsulates what you're looking for. He is kind of the epitome of positionless basketball. And what I mean by positionless basketball is that he can guard a two, he can guard a three, he can guard a four, and you know what? In a pinch, he can guard a five. Now, he's still a thin guy for sure, but he's not rail thin to the point where a big man's just going to look at him and say, okay, get out of the way. I'm going to dunk on you. That's not really where Dale and Terry's game is at this point because he's progressed physically. Chris rounds has been able to be in there with him. And I think that's where he was going. If I'm not mistaken, right after this interview, and we'll give Dale a pass on that because you know what? Chris rounds is the best man in the business doing what he needs to do. But look at the, look at the team. They're going to be throwing out there. Dale and Terry, going to be able to guard anywhere two through four. Benedict Matherin, going to be able to guard anywhere two through four. I had some questions about Georgia transfer Justin Kyer, but guess what? He's another guy going to be able to guard both spots on the wings. And when you've got players like that, it gives Tommy Lloyd, a guy who wants to get up and down, it gives him a lot of flexibility that a lot of guys, a lot of coaches might not have. And I think what's a little bit different about the Tommy Lloyd era is that Tommy Lloyd is going to be the guy that is going to let his guys go. And you could tell that during their exhibition game that when a guy made a mistake, you know what, not taking you out of the game, I ain't going to talk to you about it because I don't want you to do that again. But there's a reason, though, that you are on here and there's a reason that I have you out there on the court. And Dalen Terry, I think, is the epitome of that. So you throw in those three wings. You got Kim Aiken as well, who, as a big man, is going to be able to guard maybe the three, the four, certainly. He's already shown that he's a good three-point shooter. And so those guys right there, Pella Larson's coming back. We haven't seen him yet, but he's been cleared for full contact, the Utah transfer. So all those guys right there, then up front, Christian Coloco, Azulis Tabellis, Kura Krisa. There's a lot to like about this team. And I've gone on record, and I think that this is a top 25 team. And you know what? I would probably hop on. I don't know what odds there are right now, but you should be looking at those odds whenever they come out. DraftKings Sportsbook, see if there's any team over-unders, because College Hoops is right around the corner. We're in the middle of the NBA season right now. And you got football, obviously, talked about it. Throw down five bucks. You get $200 in free plays if you win that first bet. So there's a lot to go on here. By the way, as you know, on this show, we back the A. I like Arizona to cover the double-digit point spread against California this week. And it's a little bit of an early game. I think Cal might be taking Arizona a little bit lightly. So there is my DraftKings pick of the week for all the people out there that I know are demanding that. But I can't thank everybody enough out there for listening. We're going to be back with you. Excuse me. We're going to be back with you on Saturday post game show. We got a special post game show. Mr. Ben White is in town and he's going to be in here breaking some stuff down. Anthony's going to have the day off. And then Tuesday, Schuster and I will be back. We're going to break down everything you need to know about the New Mexico, or excuse me, the first game of the season with NAU. And as always, appreciate you keeping it on the AZ Wildcats podcast. Check out GoPHNX. Hit subscribe. We're not going anywhere. And we'll be back with you Saturday, immediately after the Arizona Cal game, hopefully talking about a losing streak that is in the past. 
You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Thank you.